Good morning, everyone. Welcome to my show. Welcome to Partners in Health and Biz. I'm your host, Gail Dixon McBride. I'm so very happy you could join me this morning. And today, today, today is a wonderful, beautiful, fantastic day. And I am podcasting from our Columbia, Maryland studio. Um, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So as we prepare to celebrate, and we do celebrate um, and get together after being uh, locked in for over a year now uh, because of the coronavirus pandemic, uh, many of you contracting COVID-19, or if you haven't, you know people who have. So this show is dedicated to the month of May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. And today's show is Mental Health Awareness and You, What You Need to Know. So we've all been through the ringer over the last year and, uh, and going into another year. But things are looking up. We've been locked in, locked out. <laughs> we have um, been away from our family members, uh, some of us for over a year. Some of you have not or have just started to uh, reunite with your family members to see your grandchildren and your children that you haven't seen. And you have missed many things that you were used to doing on a regular basis. Churches have been closed. We're going to the grocery stores wearing masks. Um, children have not been able to attend school in person. Many of the children have done uh, virtual learning for since March of 2020. And <laughs> here it is, May. Yes, we are happy because many people have started to be vaccinated. Yes, getting their vaccinations to protect them from the COVID-19 virus. And so you're, you're happy now. You're starting to be happy. But there's some things that have already affected us, many of us, mentally. Um, yes, mentally we have and emotionally we have gone on a roller coaster ride, up and down, up and down. You know, the vaccines come out and then they announce that, well, there are variants that the vaccine may not protect you against. But, and then there are people who are not wearing their mask, people who are have decided they're, they're not going to get vaccinated and they're putting other people at risk. So the first thing I do want to implore you to do is do the scientific research. There are lots of theories out here about the vaccines. And there are some theories that are, many theories that are un, unfounded. They are not based on scientific research. They are paranoia fears and they have people just doing all types of crazy things. People uh, getting on planes and attacking the stewardesses or the flight attendants. I, I just dated myself. <laughs> but attacking the flight attendants, um, people that have guns and they're going around committing 
uh, murders and killing people. There's uh, police brutality and racism. And this has just been a very difficult time for everyone. So if you haven't, um, if you never had the coronavirus, like I said before, you most likely will know someone who has contracted it. And if you um, have, unless you <laughs> live in some type of uh, bubble city where everything is there and you didn't have to leave and you had all the amenities and you were able to see everyone, um, then you have been impacted with this uh, coronavirus. And it, I said, it has affected people's mind, their emotions. People are doing crazy things. So this show is about mental health and what we should be doing and what we can be doing. So right now, as I was telling you, please get your a vaccination for against the COVID-19 virus. If you are taking the Moderna or the Pfizer, you need two vaccinations. You need to get two shots and they're spaced out I believe four to six weeks. So you need to get both shots. One is not going to fully protect you. If you're getting the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, then you only need one, but you still, after every last vaccination that you get, you must wait two weeks after your last vaccination, whether it's the Johnson and Johnson, the Moderna or the Pfizer before you are, you will be considered fully vaccinated. In other words, um, at that point, two weeks after the last vaccination, um, you can consider yourself fully vaccinated. And the CDC says that you would be able to go outside and be around other people without wearing a mask. You can um, have indoor gatherings with very few people inside. But um, it's only for those who have been fully vaccinated. Um, and on the planes, you should keep, keep your mask on. It's still mandated riding on a plane. You need to keep your mask on and everyone should be fully vaccinated. It's the only way, the only way to protect us so that one day we may not have to wear these masks, um, but it's still required in order to be safe and healthy, not only to protect yourself, but to protect your other, to protect others, to protect your family. Um, my supervisor said she's in her 40s. She contracted the coronavirus um, about six months ago. No. Yeah, I think it was about six months ago, she said. And she's still having side effects. She um, didn't get to the hospital, didn't have to go to the hospital, but she probably should have. But thank God she didn't because the majority of people who are so sick that they have to go into the hospital, many of them don't come out of the hospital and don't go home either, if you know what I mean. So the sickness is worse than the vaccine people trust me from what i've heard what i've seen uh and i have relatives who have passed away from it and i have friends who have 
relatives who have passed away from the uh, virus. So let's get into this uh, talk about uh, how the mind for Mental Health Awareness Month. Managing, and I'm going to share with uh, a woman, share some information about a woman uh, who was dealing with mental health. She says, uh, managing my mental health has been a balancing act for decades. She was diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder at the age of nine years old. She says, as an adult, I've patched together through trial and error, a regimen to deal with it that ideally, ideally includes talk therapy, exercise, acupuncture, journaling, and meditation. Over the years, I've also tried countless medications in various combinations. But the pandemic made it brutally clear that my meds and I had been staggering along for way too long. She was swallowing an increasingly convoluted cocktail that was not only ineffective, but eating away at the quality of her life. She says, I couldn't concentrate, recall words, or spell without autocorrect. The virus also triggered my deepest OCD contamination fears and sent me back into the grief of my mother's death in 2018. I made do on adrenaline and panic for a while. But by fall 2020, I was desperate. Late one night, I found a website for a mental health-focused genomic testing kit, which promised comprehensive genetic guidance for smarter RX decisions based on a simple cheek swab. Interesting, right? Uh, She says, all I needed was a prescription from my psychiatrist who was more than used to my insomnia-fueled research and my credit card. (laughs) My doc had heard about such testing, but hadn't tried it with clients herself and said she was on board if I was. I purchased the kit, excited to see what it could offer, and began my journey into a whole new world of help. help. So come along. This is the process. So it's called the trend. Pharmacogenomics. Pharmacogenomics. Um, Or PGX is the study of how our genes affect the way our bodies respond to medication. So as you know, everyone does not respond to medication the same way. Uh, And some people have a low tolerance for pain and some people have a higher tolerance for pain. And some people get easily addicted to medications. So let's see what happens. So she says that's exactly what these test kits do. They look at how your genes will impact, say, whether you experience side effects your doctor should be aware of whether your dosage may need to be higher or lower, or if you might be better off trying another drug altogether. Now, some people and many people do need medication. There's no, nothing wrong. It's not, um, no one is uh, going to uh, have any negative things against you if you're if you're taking medication, but 
you must make sure the medication is the right medication. Some people have taken medication and they've become worse, uh, their mental state. So typically you just have to figure out your best regimen, hit or miss style with your doctor, which can be a lengthy and frustrating process for finding relief. Genomind and Gene Sight are two of the most well-known PGX tests on the market. And 23andMe got into the game too with the only direct-to-customer report in the U.S., although it looks at fewer genes than the others. In the past, PGX tests have commonly been used to determine courses of treatment for certain cancers. Their application in mental health treatment is more controversial as experts question if if they're as actionable as the hype makes them out to be. But that hasn't stopped them from becoming increasingly popular. So the process... After you pick a specific test with the help of your doctor, you'll usually provide a saliva test, a saliva swab, and wait for results, which go straight to your physician in the form of a user-friendly report full of charts and diagrams with the names of actual drugs and insight about each one based on your genes. Isn't this wonderful? Wonderful. From there, you two talk through adjustments that make sense for your mental health status. Worth flagging? Well, (laughs) the fact that your info goes directly into your MD, say for the 23andMe DTC report, though it'll urge you to work with a healthcare provider in going over the results, emphasizes how crucial it is to make this trend a collaborative exercise with a clinician who knows your medical history and lifestyle and can predict the results accordingly. So switching up your medications on your own or attempting to go cold turkey can be extremely dangerous. I don't uh, recommend this to anyone. And as you know, your health and wellness consultant here Uh, For many things, I recommend natural, natural vitamins, supplements, herbs, but that does not always work in in mental illness. You must uh, consult your doctor and you must follow their recommendations. Of course, my number one thing is prayer. I do believe in prayer and God can heal, but God can also use prayer the physicians. God can also heal through medication. So those people who believe that God only works in one way, well, you're, let me tell you, you're wrong. God works in mysterious ways and he has different strokes for different folks. So just because something worked for someone else does not mean that's the route that God is going to take with you. So let's move on to the the drawbacks. One sticky part of all this is that the effects of a drug are much more complicated than the specific gene variants uncovered by your swab can predict for. These genes could have thousands of mutations, but you're just testing one or two, says Gonzalo Le Lage, MD, who has firsthand experience from researching and developing these tests in the late 2000s. 
at the National Institute of Mental Health. That's the first step, he says. Don't take these reports as gospel. But perhaps the biggest hurdle, while the test results can offer info on what drugs may work best for your body and genetic makeup, there are still lots of other factors in play, such as age, your diet, your hormonal state, your gut bacteria, and any other drugs you're taking at the, t at the same time can all impact how you metabolize various drugs, says Sue Varma. She's an MD, a psychiatrist in New York City who, has stresses, who also stresses that it's important to manage expectations. So let's talk about the possibilities. So even with caveats, though, there are plenty of people who may benefit. And as it turned out, this young lady uh, that I'm talking about here, who was diagnosed with this uh, obsessive compulsive disorder at the age of nine years old, um, she was the ideal candidate, someone who had lots of experience with medications, stubborn me mental health issues, and tricky medications. Laura Dahlhem, uh, who is a psychiatrist, and she's based in New York City, urges, and she, I should say she uses the PG-X um, test on occasion, though she is careful not to over-promise. Over she said, I've had a few patients with histories of difficulty finding effective treatments who really benefited if a patient asked to go this route. Dr. Varma works to make the PGX test another data point in a holistic relationship between physician and patient. She says, I want patients to feel empowered and included. So in this young lady's case, she says, while not every piece of info was illuminating, my doctor and I took my results into account as we plotted a new chapter. I tapered off the mood stabilizer, which made an immediate difference in cognition, and I'm investing, investigating other migraine treatments too, based on my data. I've also started taking a supplement and a different antidepressant. I have more energy than I've had in ages, and I've also regained my zest for self-care activities like going on walks, which I do recommend as your health and wellness consultant. That's one of the best ways to clear your mind, relax, de-stress, and you can meditate while you're walking. You can deep breathe and you're getting exercise for your heart, your mind, your whole body. So what, what, what's going on for the future one word the future for mental health and medication is bright pharmacogenomics is a billion dollar industry per a recent report and a number of large clinical trials are in progress for now these tests can help a select of a select group a group of very grateful people and they illustrate the power of prescribing personalized treatments based on more than just symptoms. So did you know that 24% of people 
who were taking a prescription for depression and or anxiety said they altered the quality, the quantity, they altered the quantity, strength, or type of drug due to the pandemic. And according to a recent survey, and of that group, nearly a quarter started on a med for the first time to deal with one or both of their issues. So the pandemic has taken its stress on many people. We don't want you medicating yourself with um, alcohol. We don't want you self-medicating yourself with any type of drug at all. Not marijuana, not heroin, not um, any of those um, recreational, as they're called, recreational drugs. The best thing to do, no matter what it is, if you feel that you're not able to manage, you're, you're having any thoughts of suicide, you are depressed, you don't want to speak to other people, you don't feel like going out anywhere um, you've stopped exercising you're not eating um, right you're not eating healthy foods you're you know laying in the bed or sleeping for um, hours and hours and then when you wake up you still don't feel rested um, so insomnia you some people are they have insomnia they're not sleeping their mind is racing so this is the time for you to pick up the phone call your doctor and make an appointment you can start with your your primary care physician start with your primary care condition uh, primary care physician letting them know that you like to talk to them that you have been depressed for a while and that you need help once you talk to your primary care physician and they uh, do a complete physical because it could be something physically going on in your body that should be taken care of first or that can be making you feel depressed it could be a hormone a hormonal problem before you jump to saying negative things about yourself no one is crazy mental illness happens to so many people and it's okay in fact it's good it's best for you to seek help so go to your primary care physician and your primary care physician will give you a complete physical and then after they rule out anything that's physically uh, going on in your body that could be causing your depression and your mood swings then they will uh, refer you to a psychologist or a psychiatrist or some type of mental health professional. It's best to get help before you are at the point um, like Meghan Markle where she was so depressed. She was so depressed that she was considering suicide and did not want to be left alone. So you don't want to get to that point. So reach out for help. Now is the time. Things have lifted. Doctor's offices are open. People are wearing their masks. People are getting their vaccines. So it's safe. The doctor's offices are the safest place to go. Uh, they are clean. They're disinfecting everything. You put on your mask and you 
social distance when you get to the doctor's office and you talk to your doctor. You talk to your doctor about whatever is going on in your life. So a little bit about Mental Health Awareness Month, which is this month, May. We're just about out of, out of this month. But here are some data points you can use to speak uh, to the scope of mental health. One in five U.S. adults experience mental illness every year. One in 20 U.S. adults experience serious mental illness each year. One in six U.S. youth aged 6 to 17 experience a mental health disorder each year. 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins, listen to this, by the age of 14. So parents, I hope you are observing your children and don't brush things under the rug. If you see some behavior that you can identify as not normal or your child is acting much differently than they normally would act, then it may be time for you to take that child to their doctor and have a discussion. So 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins at age 14 and 75% by age 24. Suicide is the second leading cause of death among people aged 10 to 34. Okay, so we want to keep this all in mind. Uh, Mental Health Month across the country. On April 30th, 2021, the Biden administration released a proclamation on National Mental Health Awareness Month, recognizing May as National Mental Health Awareness Month. In addition, 34 states have released similar proclamations declaring May as Mental Health Awareness Month statewide. A number of proclamations highlight the importance of mental health awareness programs and a need for evidence-based training such as mental health first aid. Oprah and Prince Harry have uh, come together and they have a, um, they've uh, come together with a show about mental uh, mental health and Oprah has written a book about mental health. So I encourage you to uh, find that information, get her to get a copy of her book and um, do your own research. But by all means, I encourage you to reach out to your physician, your, your primary care physician and first talk to someone you know, you begin this with, if you have a good friend, you begin this with your friend and you let them know whether your friend is your, your best friend, your husband or your girlfriend and talk to someone uh, first. And you may want to talk to someone first, or you may just want to call your physician. It depends on your personality, um, but you do want to take steps, take action. So we're just about out of time. Um, I'm your host, Gail Dixon McBride. I certainly hope I have shared some important information with you and that you are looking at this time is your time to work on yourself. 
to work on yourself and to get yourself in the best mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional health, health that's possible. So I want you today to get out some, get out and get some fresh air and sunshine, go for a nice walk. If it's not, the uh, weather is not severe in your area. Um, I would like to hear from my listeners. You can email me at partnersinhealth at verizon.net, partnersinhealth at verizon.net, or you can email me at goldenvoicesunlimited at gmail.com, goldenvoicesunlimited at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to be a guest on my radio show, please reach out to me. And you can uh, check me out on my website, www.partnersinhealth.biz. Until next Saturday, everyone, stay healthy and business savvy. Ta-ta for now. God bless.